0: the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus answered Judas, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. You heard me say, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Jesus' words feel like a hopeful and welcome promise. And at the same time, if we're being honest, such a far-off dream and an unattainable vision in our time. As our country again grapples with the grief and terror of mass shootings at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York, at a church in Laguna Woods, California, at a flea market in Houston, Texas. Peace I leave with you. As our world watches the ongoing violence and war in Ukraine and countless other places of conflicts around the globe, only exacerbating a global refugee crisis of millions of people displaced from their homes and communities, my peace I give to you as racism, homophobia, sexism, and transphobia continue to infect our public discourse, deepening political divisions that already feel worlds apart, fracturing our nation, our families, and even our churches. I do not give to you as the world gives. As church membership across denominations dwindles and pews feel more sparse than they once were, forcing us to confront a trajectory of decline that was in place long before the pandemic made us realize it. Do not let your hearts be troubled. As the CDC's COVID-19 map becomes increasingly dotted with more bright orange shaded counties, and we wonder if this will ever end and do not let them be afraid but the truth is we are afraid that's real and we can name that the disciples knew something of that fear too in the hours before their friend and teacher's arrest trial and death there is much anxiety and fear in their questions Lord, where are you going? We have no idea. How can we know the way? What's going to happen? And their questions prompt Jesus' reassurance of peace. And yet, in the midst of the crisis, it's hard to feel that reassurance. The communities receiving a letter from John of Patmos that we know as Revelation knew something of that fear and tension as well living in a political and social climate dominated by the Roman Empire and all of the brutality and injustice and inequality that that brought. They had to wonder, could this fledgling Jesus movement survive? Is it even worth it? What's going to happen? John's vision understands their concerns well and, with a pastoral word of encouragement, anticipates their own questions with a word of hope. Remember remember last week's lamb power? Revelation is the oxymoronic Easter gospel that reminds us our lamb has conquered, and our lamb will get the final word. In John's vision, Rome is not the end Social injustice and inequality and fear and violence are not the end. Instead, Revelation invites its hearers to imagine a future beyond their present circumstances, guided by the certain hope that Christ is risen. That's how you make sure they're still paying attention in the middle of the sermon. Revelation invites us to imagine ourselves in that reality, too. At the end of John's empire-toppling vision, he tells of a new Jerusalem, as we read about today, described in this way by the late Lutheran hymn writer Susan Palo-Cherwin. Come, new heaven, new earth descending. Come, O oh gold and radiant grace. To our mortal world attending, God has made a dwelling place. Be here now, the holy city, life abundant, joy in worth. Words of healing, hands of pity, peaceful hearts, and peace on earth. Here, God's people rise, beloved. Christ has freed the heart from fear. God's own spirit brightly hovers as the reign of God appears. Now the holy gates are opened, past and future pierce us through. This, the gold of all our hoping, God is making all things new. Alleluia be our measure, Alleluia's mark our days. May each breath, each deed, each pleasure choir to God our heartfelt praise. As if that hymn text doesn't already preach itself, Cherwin points out her intentional word choice of the first word of each stanza. Easy to miss if you're just singing the text or reading it as we did. Come, be here now. Alleluia. Come into this sacred space of worship as we are with all of who we are, with all that weighs us down, no prerequisites, no strings attached. Be. Not do, just be. In the presence of God, in the presence of our community, of one another, a moment to catch our breath and remember who and whose we are here in this space around this table and somehow at the same time together with the saints of every time and place who have gathered around this table and around tables everywhere now today in this moment and invoking alleluia an invitation and a proclamation of resurrection gospel Come, be here now. Alleluia. Our Lamb has conquered, and our Lamb offers us such peace, not as the world gives, but a profoundly deep and lasting sense of well-being and wholeness and belovedness. Because our Lamb has conquered, peace. And because our Lamb has conquered, we are emboldened to bear witness to that good news rise beloved christ has freed our hearts from fear god's own spirit, the advocates brightly hovers and goes with us god's reign has come and is coming alleluia here and now